We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. With more than two dozen houses that are 130 years old, a major metro area park, and a mysterious lost community hidden in a forest, the history of the Omaha View neighborhood, Adams Park, and Plum Nelly community are pretty tantalizing. So tell us about that, Adam. A long, long time ago, there were parts of Omaha that we can't imagine being out in the country. It's it's just hard to wrap our head around that. But Steve, the story of the entire Omaha View neighborhood begins by thinking about it being on the edge of the city. Omaha View neighborhood starts at 30th and Lake, which today a lot of people consider to be the inner city of Omaha, Nebraska. Not just because it's African-American, which, you know, a lot of white people mistakenly think that anywhere that African-Americans live must be the inner city, quote unquote. But in reality, it is literally in the middle of the city. It is in the middle of Omaha. But there was a time that the Omaha View neighborhood at 30th and Lake was the very skirt of the city of Omaha. And during that time, a lot of things happened that still affect that community today. Even though people don't think about it, it's still beats with the memory of what it used to be. Let's take a look at what Omaha View, that whole area, originally was. So Omaha is, you know, established in 1854. It's old enough to have parts of the city that have just churned over and over. And this is the story of the Omaha View neighborhood. The original North Omaha, as it stood, began at Dodge Street. That's where my work begins in writing North Omaha history and researching North Omaha history. But when it was built, anywhere north of Douglas Street, anywhere north of Dodge, anywhere north of Capitol Avenue, these places were considered North Omaha. It took work to get into downtown Omaha, even those six blocks, because folks were walking and riding horses and taking their buggy into town. And so when somebody built a house way out at 30th and Lake Street in 1885, they were way out there. In between those neighborhoods, in between the Omaha View neighborhood and downtown and the near north side, there was the Kellum Heights neighborhood. There was the Long School neighborhood. There was the Montclair neighborhood, all established in the 1870s and 1880s. At 30th and Parker and later 33rd and Parker, there was blacksmiths, there were stoneworkers, there was taverns, there was a drugstore and a cemetery, the Prospect Hill Cemetery, all established in the 1860s. But beyond that, just to the north, was this area comprising the Omaha View neighborhood. In 1873, that area was annexed into the Omaha city limits, and it was 1885 when that neighborhood was platted, meaning it was mapped out for development. The lots were laid out, the sizes were determined, and everything started to come around. There was a man named James C. 
Winery, Dr. Winery. He was a South Omaha dentist, and he bought a large estate. His estate extended from a house at, that he built, a farmhouse, at 30th and Miami, all the way up to Bedford Street, all the way from 30th Street west to where we know the Beltline Railway is today. 1885, Dr. Winery put his estate in. He grew – he had a vinery there. He grew wine grapes there. He had land platted for fields, and he rented out to farmers, and uh, he had this whole estate happening all along 30th Street. Well, that land today is part of the Omaha View neighborhood on the north side. Miami Street uh, is the north side of Omaha View neighborhood, so it goes from Lake to Miami from 30th Street all the way over to uh, the Beltline Railway. And that makes up the Omaha View neighborhood. Dr. Winery's estate went from Miami north to Bedford. That includes all of Adams Park. But it also included a chunk of land that went west of the Beltline Railway. That land was all a forest. And that forested land, you know, in the 1940s and 50s when they were plotting the Adams Park that forested land was ideal to be part of the park, but it didn't become part. Instead, they left it. Let's get to that in just a minute. But first, I want us to think about the Omaha View neighborhood. This neighborhood in 1885 started to fill in with houses. That's right. Houses all over the place in 1885. If we think about the dates of that, Steve, we're talking about houses today that are 135 years old and they still exist. Now, there were hundreds of houses built there Originally, and those don't exist. But I have plotted out on my article uh, at NorthOmahaHistory.com many, uh, more than 25 of these houses that are more than 135 years old this year. They're on Maple Street. They're on North 30th. They're on Corby. They're on Miami. They're on Ohio Street, and they're on Lake Street. And these joints are just as old as anything in the rest of the city. They're some of the oldest houses in all of the city. Super exciting to me that so many exist. Now, of course, since it's North Omaha and the city of Omaha doesn't routinely acknowledge the age of North Omaha, and a lot of these surveys that are done by the Nebraska State Historical Society, also called History Nebraska, they don't count North Omaha neighborhoods for some reason or look into the depth in the history of a neighborhood like Omaha View. These houses aren't protected. They aren't listed on the National Register of Historic Places. They aren't acknowledged as official Omaha landmarks. But I'll tell you what, Steve, a worker's cottage that has 775 square feet that was built in 1885 is a memorial, and it still stands today. It's a memorial to the work that went into building Omaha, Nebraska, and that it still exists is something that we need to honor and hold up. That there are homes that were built by doctors that are right on North 30th Street that are 135 years old, we need to acknowledge those. Now, going back to Dr. Winery, he built his farmhouse right there at 30th Street, and it still stands today. I'll get into what happened to it in just a minute. But first, let's take a look at the rest of the neighborhood. The citizens in the Omaha View neighborhood early on they were mostly working class homes. There were a few larger uh, upper middle class houses that were along the corners on 30th Street. They were folks who were determined to have a nice lifestyle in their far reaching neighborhood way out on the edge of the city. They put together the Omaha View Improvement Association, and they started lobbying the city of Omaha to pay attention to them out there on the edges. They wanted street paving. They wanted curbs and sidewalks and streetlights. 
and they wanted all of the amenities of a normal neighborhood that might be in South Omaha, that might be in the near north side, that might be anywhere else inside of the Omaha city limits. They wanted all of that because they were taxpayers, they were homeowners, and they were folks who were working for this better lifestyle for themselves. Well, it ended up working. They got those gas street lamps put in by the city council in 1894. In 1898, they held a meeting to demand the Omaha Street Railway improve service to their neighborhood, and lo and behold, eventually the streetcar went right up 30th Street, right to the Omaha View neighborhood and beyond. In 18, or I'm sorry, in 1902, the Omaha View Improvement Club became the Omaha View Improvement and Political Club, and they became determined to exert their force. In 1903, the city council granted them the possibility of extending a boulevard through their neighborhood. Everybody wanted a boulevard at that point. Boulevards were what they were for convenience at the turn of the century, what we imagine uh, highways are today. They saw these nice, beautiful, winding boulevards happening in Florence, happening in on Lincoln Boulevard in Mid-City, happening in South Omaha. And they wanted one of those right through their neighborhood. And the city said, hey, it might happen. So the... Omaha View Improvement and Political Club kind of backed off a little bit, but they ended up building a clubhouse at 32nd and Corby Streets. That's that kitty corner to the original schoolhouse for their neighborhood, the school, which was named the Omaha View School. The Omaha View School was built in 85 uh, with bricks, and it was a nice little building, but it only had four schoolrooms, and they needed a new one. So they began lobbying the city for a new school. We'll come back to that in just a minute. But the Improvement Club continued to uh, rally and, and pull for what they needed. Uh, eventually, water, gas, and electricity was all extended to the Omaha View neighborhood along with the new telephone system that was coming around. There was complaints in 1907 of the toxic smoke coming from the Asarco smelter downtown, and they let the city council know that. At the last meeting of the Omaha View Improvement Club in 1907 – uh, it was declared that smoke from the smelter is ruining one of the finest residential districts in Omaha. So they really made their voices heard, and they really pulled for change. They wanted a new park just south of their neighborhood, pulling for the rest of the district that was around Prospect Hill, south of Lake Street, west of 30th. They wanted that area to all become a city park so that the cemetery would be protected, but also so that their neighborhood would have a nice large park. They didn't get that. But later on, this played into the founding of the uh, Adams Park that was built just to the north of their neighborhood. So you had this really active community improvement club. You had actually winning change from the city of Omaha. You had the development of all these homes throughout the community and all these active civic members. When an ice cream shop tried to open in the neighborhood in 1920, they got opposition from the improvement club who wrote a letter to the city council health commissioner and said, this place that they're trying to put the ice cream shop used to be a chicken house. They didn't want a chicken house ice cream shop in the neighborhood, and lo and behold, it wasn't built that way. With the lynching of Will Brown in 1919, the uh, near north side started to empty out, and all of the neighborhoods around the area were affected by this white flight. They were emptying out of white people, and white flight affected all the neighborhoods around the near north side. The Omaha View neighborhood was right within that region. And when in 1936, when the United States government, uh, Federal Homeowners Lending Corporation developed their maps to inform investment in North Omaha, they carved part of Omaha View neighborhood into 
the dangerous zone to say that money shouldn't be spent there. It wasn't designated as dangerous because it was particularly violent or any kind of involved in any crime. As a matter of fact, we even know this neighborhood fought against that because of their active improvement club. However, by the 1930s, the neighborhood was already predominantly African-American. And because of white supremacy and racism, they designated the Omaha View neighborhood as being, quote, dangerous just because black people live there. Well, that didn't stop the neighborhood from existing. That didn't stop the neighborhood from changing and morphing and becoming something different. In the 1940s, after World War II, the neighborhood started calling for change again. By then, the boulevard that the city had promised in the turn of the century had become the John A. Creighton Boulevard, which runs to the west of the Omaha View neighborhood. The John A. Creighton Boulevard in the west of the Omaha View neighborhood. That ended up coming through. But in the after the turn of the war, after the war ended uh, in the 1940s, the Adams Park was established. Adams Park was established as kind of a gimme. It was a, a reward for the neighborhood's long perseverance. And it was a big park that had the boulevard running through the middle of it, but not a lot of other amenities for a long time. However, that didn't stop other places from coming in. Uh, the Omaha View neighborhood was surrounded by churches. It didn't have any in the middle of it per se, but Pella Lutheran Church was right at 30th and Ohio, or 30th and um, Wirt Street. And Pella Lutheran Church ended up moving, and the building became Hope Lutheran Church. It was an African-American congregation established in 1942. Located on the north side of 30th and Ohio was another building that was called the Hills. It was built as the Hillside Congregational Church. It was a popular congregation for the neighborhood when it was white. However, once white people started moving out and African-Americans moved in, it became the Hillside Presbyterian Church. That was all the way back in 1926. And Hillside Presbyterian was a very successful congregation. It was a small building, but it had hundreds and hundreds of members and a really popular choir that played at churches throughout the city. Hillside Presbyterians survived there until it was burned down in 1937. Another church that moved into the neighborhood was the uh, uh, Sharon Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, that moved in in 2000 into the site of the former Salem Baptist Church, which moved into the neighborhood in 1971. So lots of churches around the Omaha View neighborhood. Lots of businesses, too, that have come in throughout the years. Uh, most famously might have been Dr. Winery's own estate that was right there and with its vineyards and whatnot. But uh, maybe the most vivacious business in the neighborhood was Mary's Chicken Hut. Mary's Chicken Hut moved into Dr. Winery's former country home at 2722 North 30th Street, and they stayed there for almost 20 years from the 1930s into the 1950s. Now, Mary's Chicken Hut that was a place that the Omaha Police Department liked to uh, look at with a shady eye. And their moral squad used to break up the racket there uh, by police with police officers, shaking down the business uh, because it was filled with people of color. Regardless, charges against the owner, uh, that they included things like keeping a common, ill-guarded house and uh, keeping a disorderly house as well as dice and gambling and prostitution. Those charges went on for 20 years, Steve, but they were never proven. So it went on. 
and uh, the neighborhood kept growing and changing. Lots of other businesses came and went throughout the years as well. In 1990, the Afro-American bookstore opened up at 32nd and Lake Street on the edge of the Omaha View neighborhoods. It's a wholly independent African-American business selling uh, books by African-American authors and older favorites, too. So it's a super important place for the entire community. In 2008, the Urban League of Nebraska opened up their offices at the intersection of 30th and Lake in the, on the edge of the Omaha View neighborhood. But we would be remiss not to mention more about the Omaha View School. Like I said, it opened up as a four-room school, brick schoolhouse in 1885 at the corner of North 32nd and Corby. However, it grew really, really fast. And by 1902, uh, with the boundaries of the Omaha View School bringing in more students, they needed a place that wasn't so old and uh, that could hold their actual students. So in 1908, the Omaha Public Schools voted to rebuild the Omaha View School on 30th Street. They wanted a brand new building with 16 rooms, and uh, they hired the Omaha architects Fisher and Lowry to design the facility. It began as being a copy of the new Lothrop School that was over in that neighborhood, but instead they added more eccentricities to the building and made it really something special. And when the Omaha View School opened up, uh, it was a sight for everybody to behold. It was on the edge of the land, edge of the estate that belonged to Dr. Winery, and uh, it was – a really special building, really beautiful building. Eventually, that school was renamed for the first superintendent of the Omaha schools, whose name was Howard Kennedy. And today, Howard Kennedy School continues to do spectacular work. It's partnered with the brand new Highlander neighborhood to make sure that students from that neighborhood are part of this powerful public school system that can transform lives and make things different. It also has a nice addition that was put on in 1957 to house more students and uh, that continues to serve the school today. There were lots of other developments that happened throughout the years that affected the Omaha View neighborhood. You know, the Pleasant View housing projects and the Hilltop housing projects and the Spencer Street housing projects were all built all around the Omaha View neighborhood, and really affected property values and different things throughout the years. However, the Coca-Cola bottling plant was built just to the north of the development, north of Adams Park, and it had it was very influential for a number of years in terms of employment. And when they integrated, they definitely allowed the Omaha View neighborhood to become uh, more sustainable and healthier for a while. Eventually, uh, Omaha View began a decline. And things around the neighborhood started to change. But in the 1970s, Rowena Moore, who is a labor activist from North Omaha who worked in South Omaha in the meatpacking industry, she ended up buying a house that was on the edge of the Omaha View neighborhood. Now, this edge of the neighborhood is kind of interesting for a lot of reasons, primarily among which it was seen as kind of a no-man's land that was regarded as being plumbed nearly in the city – but also nearly in the country, and it was called the Plumnelly area. Plumnelly was home to an informal neighborhood of low-income African Americans, folks who lived off the grid, per se. There were small houses that were built back in the neighborhood, but more importantly, there were shacks that were built back in a forest just west of Adams Park. One of the most famous families that lived in the Plumnelly neighborhood was a family led by a Baptist minister. 
This Baptist minister's name was Earl Little. Earl Little was an organizer for the United Negro Improvement Association. That was Marcus Garvey's organization dedicated to Pan-Africanism and moving African-Americans back to Africa. He really saw that blacks banding together could do more help for each other than any integration efforts that were happening in the 1920s when he first moved to Omaha. Now, in 1926, his family was visited when he was out of town. They were visited by men in white hoods who rode up to the house on horses. And these men in white hoods, men, if we can call them that, really, they threw firebombs at the house, Steve. And they threatened the family. This mom and her three kids, they threatened their lives. The firebombs didn't burn down the house, but they scared the bejesus out of the little family. And that family ended up moving away. They moved to Detroit. And their son became a super involved and active member of his school. He was really successful in high school, joined the football team, was a star football player because of his size. He was tall, 6'3", 6'4". Anyway, Malcolm Little ended up dropping out of high school and becoming involved in crime. He was called Detroit Red before he went to jail. And when he was in jail, he had a conversion. When he came out, he was known as Malcolm X. That's right, Malcolm X grew up right in the Plum Nelly neighborhood at least for a while, a couple of years of his life. I have a story of his early life in Omaha on NorthOmahaHistory.com if you're interested. But the Plum Nelly neighborhood kept going on after the Littles left in 1926. And the neighborhood existed all the way into, oh wait, it still exists today. And folks can go see the remnants of what's there, including visiting the forest that was there by going to the backside of Martin Luther King Elementary School just west of Adams Park. Today, Steve, there's no historical acknowledgments of the Omaha View neighborhood. Despite the houses that are more than 120 years old and all the notable locations and history that affected the entire city, Omaha View is excluded from the city of Omaha's Landmark Heritage Preservation Commission scans, surveys, and reports. Nothing in the neighborhood has been designated as an official Omaha landmark or listed on the National Register of Historic Places either. But that shouldn't stop us from appreciating the beauty, wonder, and legacy of the Omaha View neighborhood. And that's a little introduction to what it was. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.